Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the last Investopoly podcast for 2019. My goal is to share simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about how difficult personal risk protection insurance is becoming uh, to get in place. So when I talk about personal risk protection insurance, I'm talking about income protection insurance, life and total and permanent disability insurance, which is TPD, uh, the acronym TPD. Uh, and the problem that we're, or the challenge that we've had is really twofold over the last, say, five years. Uh, firstly, premiums have been increasing significantly for these types of insurances. Uh, and then also getting new cover has been very difficult. So unless you're in absolute perfect health, uh, it's always been a challenge or it's become an increasing challenge, I should say, uh, to get a clean policy without any exclusions and so forth. So I thought I'd talk through uh, what we're observing and what you can do about it. What are the um, potential solutions to this problem? Uh, so firstly, uh, of course, insurance companies have a pretty bad name and that certainly hadn't been helped as a result of the Banking Royal Commission and the stories that uh, certainly came out of that uh, and, and actually resulted in uh, some charges and fines uh, this year. So, you know, the Royal Commission hearings uh, uh, occurred mostly through 2018. Uh, and then as a result of um, Commissioner Haynes' recommendations, ASIC and the government has been um, prosecuting uh, the insurance companies. And so there's been lots of uh, issues around unethical sales tactics, you know, unreasonably denying paying uh, benefits, claim benefits, um, and uh, these sorts of things. Now, I'm not sticking up for the insurance companies by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, you know, their behaviour has been bordering on criminal, uh, I think, in lots of situations. However, when it comes to insurance, uh, it's the, the key uh, driver of problems typically is uh, the client doesn't really understand the quality of the product that they're buying. It's really important. So when it comes to insurance, the advantage of no questions asked might seem really convenient, but really isn't in uh, a person's favour. So when you see those ads on TV, no questions asked, no medical tests, you know, approved over the phone, those sorts of things. It might sound great and easy to get, but really what you want as an insured person is comprehensive underwriting. So that is that they ask all the questions, uh, look at, undertake medical checks, review your medical history and so on, do a thorough check uh, before putting the premium into force because that means it provides less room for them to use the excuse of a pre-existing condition or we didn't know that at the time of giving you cover as a means to get out of paying a benefit, which is uh, probably the most common uh, situation that came out of the Royal Commission was the product just wasn't fully underwritten. Um, and in, and I, you know, a, a professional could have told that person, that client, that the cover really wasn't that deep um, and it was expensive and they really didn't, didn't get much value for money there. Which brings me in to really the other consideration, which is really the quality of the product. And when we talk about quality with respect to insurances, we're talking about the terms and conditions and particularly definitions within the policy document. Uh, and these go to all how, how these go to how comprehensive the cover is, um, and th that then feeds into you know 
how likely are you to get a claim approved um, in the event of uh, requiring a benefit payment? So, you know, you want that quality, you want the insurance fully underwritten. And if you're doing that, uh, that'll solve most of your problems. Uh, so that's, you know, the insurance has got a bad name because I think that the ha- people just haven't received good quality advice uh, when taking this out. Um, so what's changed? Well, we've found that the underwriting process has become uh, arguably over-stringent. Uh, there's a, almost a, 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 an absence of common sense when looking at a, uh, a client situation. And even the most minor um, issues have caused uh, problems in terms of getting coverage. And really, if during the underwriting process, an insurer believes you've got a health condition, a pre-existing health condition, there's really four things that they can do. They can approve the cover anyway and uh, give you clean cover, which is very unlikely. The second option is they can add an exclusion to the policy. So if you've got knee problems, for example, you might get a right knee exclusion, right or left knee exclusion. So therefore, if you are unable to work as a result of your knee injury, you don't get cover. But, you know, if you're in a car accident um, and injure your back, you will be covered for something like that, for example. So you have an exclusion. The third option is a loading. So they might just say, look, we'll give you the full coverage, but we're going to add a 50% loading onto the premium. So we'll charge you a much higher premium. And the fourth option is a decline. That is, they decline to give you any cover. The most common outcome when when a insurer identifies a, a pre-existing health condition is either an exclusion or a decline. Uh, loadings happen and they occur every now and again, but they aren't that common. Um, and so even for, you know, inconsequential, minor, asymptomatic health conditions can still result uh, in these sorts of exclusions. And this is the frustrating thing, right, is that even, you know, if, if I'm, I'm 45, I'm in pretty good health, if I went for insurance, I'm sure they'll find something that they would exclude as a result of something that's completely in, inconsequential. And, um, and that, that, as I said, that poses a problem because sometimes the exclusion is so uh, problematic that it really does reduce the level of cover and therefore people find themselves not being able to get insurance. So let me give you examples. I've got four examples to share with you. Um, we had a client that liked to get um, massages, you know, just sort of relaxation massages, not by a physiotherapist or anything like that. It was just something that they, they did um, spasmodically because they really enjoyed it. It was a relaxation exercise. And the insurer slapped a back, back exclusion, or tried to slap a back exclusion on his policy. We actually didn't accept it. Uh, um, for reasons that I'll go into in a second. But that's just ridiculous. Another example um, was that a client went through a real intense study period which required her to do a lot of typing and as a result had a a sort of tennis elbow injury. Um, The injury was treated, it was done with, um, the the injury was not ongoing, the client was symptom-free for a long period of time, she got an elbow exclusion in her policy. Another client just recently uh, has regular chiropractic visits for preventative reasons only, not for treatment of an injury, an existing injury. It's just because the client plays a lot of sport um, and he received a spine exclusion, which is just nonsensical. 
And my last example is we had another client uh, where the insurer wanted to reduce his benefit period to only five years. Normally, the benefit period is out to age 65. So if you're 40 for 40 applying for insurance and you're 40 years of age, then you've got 25 years of cover, for example. Well, this insurer wanted just to reduce the benefit to a finite five years and add a 75% loading. So firstly, the benefit period is very, very short, arguably just meaningless, uh, and, but they also wanted to almost charge twice as much in terms of a premium just because the client worked long hours and had high cholesterol. Like it's just, is ridiculous. And we get these examples every day. It's really becoming really challenging to get um, insurance, personal risk protection insurance, unless you have an absolutely impeccably clean bill of health. The other problem with insurance is mental health, and it's becoming a, a real challenge. Uh, mental health conditions are the third most common cause of TPD claims, so total and permanent disability, and the second most common cause of income protection claims. Uh, the first is uh, cancer events. Um, and so it, insurers are becoming more conscious about these risks and mental health exclusions and even declines for insurance as a result of mental health conditions uh, are becoming increasingly common. So we've had situations where clients have proactively attended a counsellor, you know, maybe because of a death of a family member or a marital breakdown or those sorts of things. And the insurer has included an exclusion in their insurance policy just because they're being proactive. I mean, surely if someone's being proactive, aren't they demonstrating good mental health practices by, you know, going out and talking to people and getting some support and those, uh, in a way, maybe these sorts of people that, that exhibit these sorts of behaviours should be getting premium discounts rather than exclusions on their insurances. So people need to be aware if they go to their GP and talk about some mental health issues, attend a counsellor or undertake treatment for depression or anxiety, there's a pretty good chance that it will negatively impact their future insurability, that is, that it'll come out uh, under an assessment. And look, the insurers put a lot of information out there that to, to say that they're not heavy-handed with assessing applications where clients have had history of mental health which could be just, you know, um, as I said, attending a counsellor because of a, the a death in a family. It could be something as, um, as understandable uh, as that. Uh, anyway, the insurers uh, have these glossy brochures saying, look, we, we, we're not discriminating, discriminating against people that seek treatment or anything like that. But the reality is completely the, the, the reverse in our experience. Um, what we're seeing is that even with the mere appearance of a possible mental health issue results in exclusion at a minimum. Um, and given that almost half, you know, according to research, almost half of the total population will experience a mental health condition at some point during their lifetime, you know, the insurance's, insurance uh, industry's approach to this is, is quite worrying because in some degree it could actually discourage people from seeking treatment and, and, um, and that outcome would be, you know, would be terrible, you know, be a, a very poor outcome. So be careful around mental health challenges. Uh, at, you know, there's probably not much you can do from a prevention perspective necessarily, but understand that it will impact on your future insurability. Um, so what can you do about this? Given it's so tight, you know, and it's really hard to get a, a, a clean 
level of insurance cover? What can you do about this? Well, firstly, if you've got existing insurance cover and you're considering cancelling or reducing it, just think very carefully about it. And in fact, you probably should assume that you'll never be able to replace that cover. Now, you might be in perfect health and in fact, you might be able to replace the cover. Or certainly if you're in your 30s um, or 20s, you know, the chances of getting um, uh, insurance cover in place is a lot higher. But if you're older, if you're in your 40s, even 50s, very difficult to do. So once you cancel it, you might not be able to get it back again. The second tip is if you are young and if you are in really good health, um, sometimes it's get it better to lock that cover in now so that it doesn't have any exclusions or loadings. If you leave it too late in life, uh, possibly you you won't uh, either you won't be able to get insurance or the insurance that you get just won't give you that deep level of cover. Now, thirdly, some exclusions aren't that big a deal. You know, if I've got a known issue with my uh, left knee, for example. Um, well, I can proactively manage that issue. Um, and it's specific to one um, part of my body, you know, that, that that's not such a big deal. And, and what we have insurance is really for unknown events or unknown injuries or illnesses rather than known injury or illnesses. So if we get an, an, a knee exclusion, for example, we're less concerned. Whereas if we have a spine, a, a back lumbar exclusion, then that can be a problem because really you could be in a car accident and you know you you, you suffer some injuries so you can't work. Um, the the insurance company could potentially say, well, hang on, you suffered the injury because you've got a back problem, and and that's the issue. That's why you're not um, working, and therefore we won't pay a uh, a benefit. So if you get an exclusion, some you should be concerned about because they materially reduce the depth and coverage of a policy. Others aren't that big a deal. And again, similar, like a mental health exclusion is less of an issue. If we know that you're susceptible to um, potentially suffering those sorts of conditions, uh, you can proactively manage that. Um, what we're really worried about with insurance or covering insurance is things like cancers and those sorts of unknown uh, uh, medical issues that, that can occur uh, in life. Another option uh, is to look to larger industry super funds. So industry super funds have what's called group cover, which means that they go and get one insurance policy that covers all the super fund members, or at least all the super fund members that opt into insurance. Uh, and quite often they can have, uh, you can get a, a sort of basic level of cover uh, just by completing a really simple medical questionnaire. Uh, so if I looked at Australian Super, for example, if you apply for less than $800,000 of life and TPD cover and or less than $10,000 of income protection cover per month, then you only have to go through a quite a streamlined application and, you know, that they might not, uh, it's not as thorough necessarily and, uh, you know, you might get some clean insurance that way. Uh, so that's always uh, potentially an option. So... Every day of the week, we spend time helping clients determine what the right amount of cover to take out is, uh, making sure policies uh, are structured in a tax-effective man tax manner, um, making sure we understand, really understand the quality of uh, insurance cover and products, uh, and then help clients navigate that underwriting process uh, so that they uh, achieve the best possible outcomes for themselves. 
Um, most people don't have the skills, knowledge, and experience to do that themselves. Uh, and sometimes it might feel like uh, the easiest path, that is, you know, sorting out yourself, not necessarily getting any advice, not involving a third party. But it's not until you need to make a claim that you realise that perhaps that isn't the right approach and what you don't know can actually hurt you in the, uh, in the long run. So if you are getting uh, a range of insurance or if you are making changes to existing insurance, particularly in light of the current uh, climate with underwriting, uh, certainly do seek some independent advice in respect to that. Uh, because it could be uh, certainly worthwhile. Uh, so that's it for this week and also for this year. I'll take a break over the, the Christmas period. Uh, but thank you very much for listening into the podcast this year. I hope you've enjoyed the topics. Uh, I certainly spend plenty of time thinking about what to talk and write about uh, each week. And I'll be back in uh, January 2020 uh, doing the podcast uh, next year. Uh, as well as I am releasing a, another book next year, so I'll certainly, uh, in, a, in around about uh, May, April or May, uh, and I'll certainly be talking more about that as well. So I hope you and your family have a fantastic Christmas time, uh, get some time to take off and enjoy uh, time with family and friends, and I look forward to talking to you again in the new year. Okay, bye for now.